Greetings, gods, titans, spirits, and mortals. You're listening to Olympus Radio. Today, I discovered the beautiful thing that is ancient Chinese music. I've always loved everything ancient Chinese. The culture, and the architecture, and the art, and the style, and just about everything. I really like the music. Apollo did a really good job in that time. Hopefully he will stop with his obsession with cringeworthy rap with meaningless lyrics. I think everyone's had enough of that. After the last broadcast, a large amount of gods and deities have contacted the studio, asking for their own segment in the radio show. We couldn't allow all of them, obviously, but we're allowing Urania to have her own Astronomy Facts segment since Athena wanted the broadcast to be more educational, which is fair enough. In addition to this, we'll be adding small history lessons in each broadcast, detailing the happenings of notable events and stories of gods and heroes. Speaking of Athena... I'm not sure if I should be talking about this here, so if anyone asks, you didn't hear it from me, but I heard that Ares has been seen entering Athena's office, looking rather suspicious, every Thursday night at 9pm. I dearly hope his intentions are wholesome. I love the drama, But when it comes to the major gods and Olympians, the scuffles quickly turn into full-out wars projected onto the mortal world. Remember the Trojan War? We don't want another one of those. I had a particular soft spot for the great warrior Achilles and his lover Patroclus, and that delightful romance was upsettingly short-lived. So, hopefully Ares is just working on a new business idea, or something. Hermes has informed us that Hades is considering letting us broadcast to his realm, but he wants some restrictions made because he doesn't want the souls currently residing in the fields of Asphodel to get the wrong idea, whatever that means. He should be grateful. I'm sure the emotionless, empty, barren husks of former humans are practically dying for some entertainment. Excuse the pun. I think he'll start allowing the broadcast to be heard in Elysium first, though I'm not sure why, since as Dolos kindly pointed out to me this morning, My radio show is more of a dreadful punishment than a reward. Thanks, Dolos. As delightful and friendly as ever. As for today's notices, we've got quite a few. Hestia's charity bake sale for the OCIGPTZC helpline was quite successful, even though a griffin crashed the stalls and stole every baked good on sale. I'm not sure how Hestia still managed to raise money, 
and at this point I'm too afraid to ask, so instead we shall ponder over it and come up with ridiculous conspiracies that should not be uttered to any living thing. In addition, Dionysus has opened yet another pub, this time opposite the gym and swimming facilities that Hercules opened. After undergoing the pain and torture that is physical exercise, who wouldn't want to drown their sorrows and eat cheap bar peanuts until they forget what a fruit is? Oh, that reminds me. Some mysterious donor has been leaving little potted plants on the front desk of the Olympus Radio Studio building. We have yet to figure out who is behind it, and there doesn't seem to be any malicious intent. So, for now, we have decided to place them on my desk. We tried to place them in Angelia's cubicle so she has some company when she's editing into the late hours of the night, but they seem to wilt when not in my presence. So... Here they are, sitting on my table. I have to admit, they're quite cute. Danny DeVito, which is the phoenix we tamed last broadcast, in case you forgot, has taken a great liking to them, which must mean they contain good boy energy, as Egley so eloquently put. Time for a message from today's sponsor, Medusa's Masterpieces. Enough of meticulously crafted statues. Enough of carefully painted magnum opuses and abstract decor. The only decoration you need is the frozen, stone-cold corpse of your worst enemy. You could wake up every morning with a constant reminder of your triumph over them. What more could you possibly want? If you're interested, visit the cave to the right of Thetis's waterfall. I am sold. If I wasn't so pathetically low in cash due to my inability to refrain from impulse buying silly things I don't need, I would call them up right now and make Dolos into an interesting garden motif. Huh. I hope he isn't thinking the same thing. Angelia... We might need to start increasing security around the building. Oh, uh, no particular reason. (laughs) Anyway, Egley's message for today reads as so. This is a gentle reminder for you to do that thing you've been putting off for a while whether that's having a proper shower or going for a walk because you haven't exercised in a while, making yourself a proper meal or cleaning your room, 
or starting that project you've been thinking about, or even slaying that pesky hydra in an epic bloody battle that'll go down in history. In the words of the infamous mortal Nelson Mandela, it always seems impossible until it's done. This quote can apply to worldwide movements against racism and also simply getting out of bed after struggling to do so for a while. Stay strong, buddy. You're doing great. Recently, Angelia has been expressing interest in my ex-girlfriend, the siren Agliope, though she desperately tries to hide it. I'm considering setting them up, like the excellent wing woman I am. (laughs) That's funny, because Angelia and I both have wings, and a wing woman is like, uh, never mind. After the release of their latest album, Delphi's Wisdom, Apollo and the Oracles released their own line of ukuleles. I, being their biggest fan, obviously had to get my hands on one, and it arrived a few days ago. I tried to get Terpsichore to teach me how to play, but she's been quite busy recently, so I've taken to Mortal Tutorials instead. Here's a little extract that I improvised yesterday. Hopefully you can cut me some slack. I'm no goddess of music after all. I promised myself I would show you all my first take and not repeat it over and over until it's no longer improvised. Either way, you're required by law to bop your head along to the beat. I hope you enjoyed that little song. It's time for Urania's astronomy facts. There are eight planets in our solar system. Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus and Neptune. The four innermost planets are rocky planets, or terrestrial planets, and both Venus and Mercury have no moons. In between Mars and Jupiter is the asteroid belt, 
Jupiter and Saturn are gas giants, and Uranus and Neptune are ice giants. Pluto is not a planet. I repeat, Pluto is not a planet. I have just been informed that I should warn all listeners to avoid the southwestern market today, since there is a large chimera running rampant in that area. It has already destroyed 50 homes and killed three nymphs, and the entire area now smells spicy, in the words of Demeter, who was there at the time. How tragic. They really do need to improve security in the southwestern area of Olympus. Surprise, surprise, Dolos' territory is over there, and I would not be at all shocked if he is the one who let out the Chimera. That guy is an absolute nightmare and a criminal. The only crime I've ever committed is killing it on the dance floor. I also killed a man. <laughs> Did you enjoy the pickup line from last episode, listeners? Well then, I'm sure you will thoroughly enjoy this one. This one is dedicated to Angelia because it kind of applies to her. Are you a child of Hermes? Because you stole my heart. I told that one to Aeolos, and he seemed to like it. But he might have just been humouring me. Oh, speaking of Aeolos, here's the weather report he sent in. Always expect bad weather. You will always either be correct or pleasantly surprised. I'm assuming Aeolos was in a rush when he sent that in. Gods tend to default towards the weird mystical prophecy format when they're in a hurry. Here's an exciting story. I met the son of a minotaur and a centaur yesterday. But he got the human half of both, so he's just a normal dude. A nice dude, though. He likes bread. I mean, who doesn't like bread? Maybe celiacs. My own mother is a celiac. Steve, if you're listening, feel free to drop by the studio whenever you want. We need more of that bread-loving positivity in our lives. And now, the story of Demeter and Persephone. Hades is a lonely guy. Although he is a powerful, almighty god, and one of the sons of Kronos at that, he does not live among us on Mount Olympus, with the sunlight and magical beasts and adventure. Instead, he lives in the cold, dark, gloomy underworld 
not dissimilar to the school bathrooms in the early morning. During the time of this tale, winter is bright and sunny and warm, with the goddess of agriculture and the harvest Demeter tending to the countryside every day. Demeter has a beautiful daughter called Persephone. One day, when Persephone is playing with the blossoms and the flowers, Hades decides to overcome his crippling loneliness and try and talk to her. He says, Hey, be my wife, not knowing that saying that kind of thing is a bit inappropriate. And Persephone doesn't know how to respond. So... In an introverted panic of social anxiety, Hades kidnaps her and takes her to the underworld. When Demeter finds out what happens, she throws a tantrum, as you do when your daughter is kidnapped, and she searches high and low for her precious daughter, Goddess of Spring. When her frantic searching proves fruitless, pun intended, She runs to Zeus for help. However, there isn't much Zeus can do. If Persephone eats anything down there, she cannot return. Alas, Persephone has eaten some pomegranate seeds. When a shy, awkward guy is trying his best to win you over, you can't help but indulge him a little. She has accepted Hades' hospitality, Demeter is horrified beyond belief. Zeus takes pity on them both and allows Persephone to return to her mother six months of every year since she ate six pomegranate seeds. During this time, Demeter and Persephone dance happily and the grass is green and the trees are blossoming and the weather is warm. However, When Persephone returns to the underworld, Demeter misses her daughter, and the flowers wither and leaves turn brown and fall. This is why we have seasons. So, dear listeners, whether you are a suspicious potted plant donor, a kidnapped goddess of spring, or a half-centaur, half-minotaur named Steve, you are loved and accepted by all on Olympus. And that's all for today, Olympus and beyond. I have quests to complete, heroes to interview, and realms to conquer. See you next Olympus time, unless I go blind, in which case I won't. Hey, it's me, again. You've just listened to like 20 minutes of my voice and now you get to listen to even more. I'm sure you're dreadfully tired, but thank you for reaching the end of episode two. That's pretty epic, episode two. Two whole episodes um, of me speaking to my computer like an absolute mad person. Um, Yeah, it's really exciting. 
this episode was really difficult for me to write and to record for some reason. Like um, having a consistently consistency pff, can't speak. Having a consistency with the way I speak is very difficult. Um, getting the intonations all consistent. Um, I had to keep recording things over and over because um, I sounded different in one take than I did to the other. Like I just sound like a different character. Um, and even even now, you can still hear. Um, where I've done different takes, you can hear the difference in my voice, but sometimes it's so difficult for me to emulate how I sounded in a different take if I'm recording at different times, because sometimes things will come up and I'm really happy with one take, so I don't want to redo it. Though, I did have to record this entire episode twice, as in, I recorded it once and I was happy with all the takes, um, and I was on to the editing stage where I add in sound effects and edit out bits where I'm stuttering or whatever. Um, and I had to redo it all over again because gar- Garage Band, <laughs> Garage Band decided to absolutely fail me and just make it really difficult for me to add in any Apple loops. For some reason, everything was on like uh, two times quicker than it needed to be, and I couldn't revert it back. So I had to make a copy of my previous one and then use the settings of that. It was so complicated, and it, I was stressing out about it for a few days because I just couldn't get it back um, to the way it was because all of the tracks I used, for some reason, played at two times speed. And I looked up on the Apple forums and tried to change it back, but it didn't work. So I was getting really stressed. I was like, oh no, I'm gonna have to try and emulate the sounds in Soundtrap or something. Uh, that would take me ages. But I managed to get it working in the end, I think. Oh, oh boy. It was, it was quite um, frustrating, the fact that I had to record it again. Even though I do record each episode several times because I constantly just like skip out words in my sentences without noticing. So when I go back and edit, I'm like, oh wait, I just said the word and incorrectly. So I have to record, re-record it then. And it's really annoying because I have to like, the way the tracks works on uh, GarageBand is just really irritating. I don't know why I do this to myself. Oh boy, I've really rambled on for quite a while this time around. Um, But yeah, I appreciate you for listening to episode two. That's really exciting. I managed to get the podcast onto Apple Podcasts, Google Play and Spotify. So it's on lots of different softwares. So if you want to go follow my podcast and all different apps, uh, maybe leave a little review. That'd be cool. Um, Yeah, (laughs) thank you for listening to the episode two. I, I greatly appreciate it. Um, so yeah, have a great day, have a great week, a great year, a great life, and I'll see you next Olympus time. Peace.